you deal with classified information what's your reaction to this oh well my reaction is pretty simple i'm wondering why the vice president of the united states had classified documents outside of the hands of the intelligence community listen it's been pretty clear that presidents do have some classified documents but the difference between a president and everybody else is the president has the ability to declassify information the vice president has no ability to declassify information. So number one, what was he doing with classified information in his possession? Number two, why did it take six years? And I, I want to stress this for the American people. Joe Biden left the vice presidency in 2017. So it's taken six years for these documents to surface. That is incredibly concerning. And point number three, and this is the one that's most important, Everybody can go back to the Hillary Clinton email saga. We know other presidents have had classified information. But why was there a raid on Mar-a-Lago? But now this story just kind of seeps out and everybody's saying, oh, we just want to get down to the bottom of it. And everybody's giving the benefit of the doubt. A vice president of the United States or a secretary of state or anybody else. The gentleman from North Carolina is recognized. I thank the chairman. Mr. Speaker, with great power comes great responsibility. We entrust our Department of Justice, FBI, and intelligence community with great power to keep us safe. And yet, as long as these agencies have existed, they violated Americans' civil rights, everyday Americans. The security state believes itself to be above the Constitution and the laws passed by Congress. Or perhaps the belief is only tacit. It is aware only of power, not authority, power. The FBI spied on Frank Sinatra, John Lennon, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and Muhammad Ali because they were national security threats. Celebrities, but everyday Americans, as to their constitutional rights. The intelligence community abused power to spy on presidential candidates. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built not even one meter of wall. And that, we thank you for that, sir. Agradecemos a los medios And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 12th of January, year of our Lord, 2022. And what a good intro that is. I like the Donaldson guy, or Donald. You got them forming committees, and the media is not happy. We're going to talk about it in a second. 
You got the Mexican president thanking Biden for not building a wall. That says fucking everything. And of course, him ignoring questions. We'll see that a lot because now there's a second batch. Deuce batches of fucking missing shit that all have Hunter Biden on it. So you know he was trying to hide it. The media is so not inquisitive. But I want to start for a few things. We're going to cover all the funny stuff today. It's going to be no, we're not going to do any um, woke. We'll do a little woke section on abortion, but we're not going to cover woke today. And and most of these causes turn into woke anyway with these asshats. But I want to play some sound bites up front. The first thing you're going to see is this Donald guy on Joy Reid, and he bitch slaps her mercilessly. My friend Jody Arrington, who's going to chair a budget, he wants to look into the budget and also look into entitlements. Do you know that Social Security is going to be insolvent in 2035? It is not going to be. That yes, is not true. Will. That, that is, is actually not true. No, it's actually not true. Now, Joy, it's actually not true. Professional. It's actually not true. But it's actually not true. That's actually not true. That's actually not true. That's actually not true. Those are the facts. That's not true. Should we not prepare for that? What the Republican Party and what the Tea Party have proposed is privatizing Social Security, which would actually subject Social Security to the whims of the market, which I don't think that people, you that's not what they paid the into. The, no, if no, you look at the returns not, of the S&P 500 since 2006, the returns of the S&P 500 since 2006, You're that saying, includes so you, 2008. You, okay, oh, so you support privatizing I, I, Social Security. No, I want to explain to you. I am a financial professional. I'm securities license. Actually, I just lost my licenses because I'm not allowed to trade anymore because I'm a member of Congress. Mm-hmm. But let me assure you, if you look at the S&P 500 from 2006 until today, the growth rate in the S&P 500 would have more than taken care of Social Security, way more than the federal government And has. each time that way you had more. a crash, it would subject people's no, Social Security true. funds I'm, to crash. Hold on a second. So let me just, in, hold on a second. Go We're go not going to have a whole long go thing go on Social ahead, Security. Go ahead, go ahead, but let me just be clear. You, and, you are in favor of privatizing Social Security. No, I'm not in favor but you of just argued it. for it. I okay. said you, you, you brought just it up and it. I brought you the facts but on, you on argue, S&P 500. So if a bill came forward to privatize Social Security, you'd be for it? No, because what we should be doing... Okay. Like, oh, then it's a moot point. Should, then it's a moot point. It's not a moot point. Then it's You're a moot trying point. to put words in my mouth. I'm but you just explained that the S&P would be a better return than Social Security. So then you're for privatizing That is a fact. Don't cheapen privatization when the data is crystal clear that the returns would have been better. Okay, you're for it. You've said that you're for it. That means that it would have been a better situation than what we've seen to this point. One, sir, you defend voting laws that said getting rid of ballot harvesting is a good thing that we did. So you've defended the Florida voting laws. Um, you and you've actually defended laws in the country. The Florida voting laws. Florida election laws are the mm-hmm. best election laws in the country. And go you- ask Arizona, go ask California, one- go ask New York. Uh, we do it the best. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you've defended and actually have co-sponsored two pieces of legislation opposing critical race theory. What is critical race theory in your view? Oh, critical race theory actually is goes comes from critical theory. And essentially what it does at the at the graduate level. It talks about the implications of racial policies in the past in American history, their impact on society today. The impact on law. Hold on. Hold on. The issue with critical race theory, if you distill it down into K-12 education, is you do not have the ability to have the detailed conversation of critical race theory at the graduate level. And so here's my question. If it seeps down into K-12 education, is it stuff that students are not prepared to be dealing with? Shouldn't students just be learning about reading, writing, and arithmetic? And so you don't believe that that students should be be learning about the racial history of the country because critical race Actually, theory is not no, taught hold, hold on. on critical hold race on. theory is not taught in a You're, single no, k through 12 school one moment it's subject. a legal theory that's You're, taught in law schools okay, we're gonna have to come back and continue this conversation we're actually literally out of time telling- she did not like the ending there because he was on her like white on race and a paper plate in a snowstorm 
But as you'll see in this next montage, and this is your one big montage, I've de- I spent time yesterday bringing it down, but they pull out all stops that Republicans doing investigations are the end of the democracy. It's insurrection. It's fascism. It's authoritarian. You got Morning Joe bringing Schumer on and letting him flop, flop his guts. But I just want us to remember, we have spent... Six years investigating Republicans on the most inane things. Two impeachments that were things that Dems have done. But this media outrage can be read as only one thing. They're scared. Let's talk about this new select committee because this is going to have extraordinary powers. And this committee will be able to look at all of the top secret intelligence that's turned over to the Intelligence Committee. Uh, but these people on this right. committee are not properly prepared or, or briefed or cleared for all of that, as well as people like Scott Perry from Pennsylvania saying that there's no reason he shouldn't serve on a committee that is investigating the January 6th investigation at DOJ, right. which is investigating Scott Perry. Right. How does that work? Uh, good question. Um, first, I, I, I was in the Department of Defense when we had the uh, turnover to Republicans in the House majority, 2011, and then 2015 when Republicans won control of the Senate. I was at I was at DHS. Um, you know what's interesting to me is we've come a very long way in our politics when Republicans used to be the ones who were pro law enforcement and pro defense. Uh, now we see Republican attacks. They are creating a climate where political violence is not just tolerated, but preferable to running in elections in a democracy and prevailing. This is the strategy. And I guess my concern, David Jolly, is that it is beyond norm busting. It is reprehensible. And I wonder if you believe that our institutions are ready for this. I'm not sure we are as a country ready for the cultural divide this might create. This is their insurrection committee. Again, the committee, the platform they will use to foment insurrection using the levers of the Congress. They're going to to war against the FBI. They're attacking uh, the Pentagon. They're attacking our top ranked military officers. It's a, it's a, when are they going to ever learn? They're really the, I did the, stoop, the political stupidity here. The political malpractice continues. And I know there are a lot of former Republicans like me that say this is really bad. America needs a competent conservative party. It's absolutely absurd. What the Republicans are doing, plain and simple, is helping their friends, the multimillionaires, the wealthy corporations who pay no taxes uh, from being audited. This has been a campaign of the Republicans since 2010. When the Tea Party came in, they slashed the IRS back then. And then when Trump came in, he made it even worse. Uh, There are reports Mm -hmm. that, for instance, under the Trump IRS, Joe, that if you made $40,000, you were more likely to be audited than if you made $4 million. They said, oh, there's fraud in the EITC, the Earned Income Tax Credit. Give itself carte blanche to access any information it wants, including anything shared with the House Intelligence Committee, which is often highly classified and limited to just those Intel Committee members. But wait! 
There's more. This panel can also pursue, quote, any other issues related to the violation of the civil liberties of citizens of the United States and any other matter relating to information collected pursuant to the investigation conducted under this paragraph at any time during the 118th Congress. Remember the days when we thought the Patriot Act was invasive? So let's not pretend this has anything to do with anything other than party politics. How do I know that? Just listen to the guy who's now in possession of the gavel back during Benghazi. And to further push the point, this was a 45-second soundbite that I just took down to 14 seconds. Joe Biden's grimace, when asked these questions, says everything. Years, but I never... <laughs> Here's the deal. I got a kid. Even my daughter who fucking hates my guts, I'd, I'd, I'd break the law for her. And my son, I'd go to the mat for him. But these people put themselves on a pedestal. And the problem I'm having with this document thing that we will get to in a second, because we got other fish to fry. Folks, we let Hillary Clinton get off with deleting 30,000 fucking emails, having top secret shit on a shitter server. At the same time, a kid went to jail for taking a picture of a submarine. We then spent all the time with the raid on Mar-a-Lago that found absolutely nothing. It was just stuff that he did de declassify, and he's president, he can. But the first batch of these documents were when he was vice president, and they're all about Ukraine and Hunter Biden, which says everything. He was trying to hide them. This next batch has Hunter Biden all over it again. And the worst thing about it, the thing that just makes it just just show what fucking hypocrites they are, they knew all this before an election. So we rigged 2020, 18 was a clusterfuck, 2022 was uber rigged because once again the media went all in for the left and then we buried document Discovery. This was before the election. You know the media knew. You know the DOJ knew. The White House knew. But once again, they didn't put it out so that they could win. And if you go back on this latest liberal thing with Obama and the IRS, Benghazi, everything we've done, we downplay their fuck-ups. We make huge things out of nothing burgers. I mean, we... We said Trump should be impeached because he got COVID. We said Trump should be impeached because during COVID, because they shut down through their mobs, the ability for them to have a fucking convention. So they had to do it at the White House. That was against the Hatch Act. You guys made these rules and you're not living by them. So I... I just don't even know. So we're going to start with the FAA. The language we use is aerospace matters. We've begun to adopt gender neutral and inclusive aviation terminology. And that pretty much sums up what we got going on here. Because Pete Bootleg, Buttigieg, relentlessly mocked after FAA outage grounds all flight. This is Newsweek's. Um, 
John Buttonham, all U.S. fights going on FA computer outage. Where is Mayor Pete? Pete Butledge could have organized a one-car funeral. He was never remotely qualified for the role. Make your prediction. What European beach reached by private jet will we find out weeks from now that Butlig was on and he couldn't do a Zoom call? All flights in America grounded because FAA computer error is Pete Butlig on fucking vacation. Well, you know, there's going to be mockery in it because let's just break it down, boys and girls. You fucking made everything about this. Wokeness. You didn't make it about actually fixing things. His whole time, he took two months off, even though he didn't have a baby. Neither did his gay husband. But they took all that time off. And now we... we, we can't do anything. I'm going to play soundbite in a second where fucking Tucker has a lady on that was stuck on an Amtrak for 37 fucking hours. Biden just said, I talked to Pete. The message yesterday was, um, I just spoke butt leg and they don't know what the cause is. And then by the end of the day, um, they brought him on air and played soundbites like this like it was you know, it just it just happens. There's there, there's no big deal. Why are you so upset about this? This isn't a big deal. You guys said the adults are back in in charge. That's why it's a big deal. Is there a critical vulnerability here where the entire country had to be stopped because of something that probably, you know, involved one sector or another? Well, again, part of what you're seeing here is an abundance of caution and making absolutely certain that operations were safe. But this is one of the reasons why uh, we need to get these answers and and have this review uh, of exactly what happened, Uh, because uh, we need to understand whether this reflects a systemic issue uh, and what would uh, be required so that there's no single point of failure here. Uh, Again, there need to be redundancies and uh, layers and layers of protection here. Uh, This is an incredibly complex system. The funny thing is, this is a Google showing that it actually spikes, so it's more than conservatives. Unless now we know what was not a root cause of the FAA, which was the video I showed, or the first slide I put up, because that's all they care about. POTUS directed DOTFA to restore the system quickly and safely. Were they not doing that already? What kind of participation trophy is this? But they got to put that kind of stuff out. Breaking, U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Butleg has said words, and I'll just unmute this and we can hear this guy talk. This gives us a really important data point at a really important moment uh, to understand what we're going to need moving forward. Uh, But obviously our more immediate focus is technical, understanding exactly how this happened. Uh, I'll let Tucker break this down, but the first thing he did was nothing about the supply shortage. He went on a two-month vacation for not having a baby, neither did his gay husband. Nothing has worked. Roads haven't got fixed. And the first act he did for FAA was changing NOTAM because it was gendered. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. 
So think back two years. It was two years ago that Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, was in a very hard place, really. He was unemployed. He was pushing 40. He was staring down the barrel of a grim and nonproductive middle age. For Mayor Pete, the back nine did not look promising. But then help arrived in the unlikely and doddering form of Joe Biden. Either because of his innate decency or because he has a nasty sense of humor, Joe Biden made Pete Buttigieg the federal secretary of transportation, despite the fact that Pete Buttigieg had no relevant experience with transportation of any kind, apart from occasionally riding a bicycle with a little helmet. This was a huge promotion from unemployment to the White House cabinet. And understandably, Mayor Pete was full of vim and high-minded ambition as he started his new job. But soon, very soon, came crushing disappointment. Like a home buyer who discovers that his new house is riddled with termites, Mayor Pete soon learned that the Department of Transportation was on the verge of collapse. As it turned out, the department had a very serious diversity shortage, deadly serious. Imagine being adrift in an open boat in the Sargasso Sea and realizing you're down to your final tin of equity. You're about to run out of equity. That's where Pete Buttigieg found himself in January of 2021. That's not the kind of emergency a responsible federal appointee could ignore. Unfortunately for our nation, Mayor Pete did not ignore it. He took swift action. Just months after taking office, Buttigieg located the core of the problem, which, as we now know, was racist roads. There is racism physically built into some of our highways, Mayor Pete announced. And in his voice, you heard the iron resolve of a man who has no tolerance for bigotry and asphalt. And yet at the same time, you also heard a deeply sensitive man, a man who can feel the hate beneath the wheels of his electric vehicle, where others might just hear road noise. Mayor Pete decided to stamp out this hate. By November of that year, Buddha Judge had ordered every freeway overpass in the Bronx expected for racism. And soon he had preliminary findings. If an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids to a beach in New York was designed too low for it to pass by, he explained, that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Yeah, obviously, it makes sense. Problem identified. We should point out here, though, that Mayor Pete didn't actually tear down and rebuild these racist overpasses in the Bronx. Construction is not his thing. It was enough to call them racist and move on. That is his thing. And really, it's core to the new mission of the Transportation Department, which at this point can be summarized pretty simply. If a single trans woman of color has a bad day in this country, we as a nation have failed. With that credo in mind, Mayor Pete turned his attention to aviation. Now, Mayor Pete himself flies private, so he didn't have a tactile firsthand experience with our crumbling airports or crowded, stinking planes last refurbished during the Clinton administration. But he knew something more important. He knew that the FAA was beset by structural misogyny and transphobia. And to fix that, Mayor Pete had the FAA announce that the aviation system called Notice to Airmen, that's the system that keeps pilots up to date on their flights, that system would change immediately. Actually, the system itself wouldn't change. It would remain the same. But more important, the name would change. Going forward, it would be called Notice to Air Missions. Missions, not mad missions. See the massive improvement there? Now we're getting somewhere. So at the beginning of last year, Mayor Pete declared victory. 2022, he said, would be the year that, quote, every transportation decision inherently is in many ways a decision about equity. In April of last year, Mayor Pete noted that ensuring equity and accessibility for every member of the traveling public is one of the department's highest priorities. So he was on it and the equity crisis was solved. Unfortunately, our transportation problems were not solved. They had, in the meantime, become much worse. In fact, it reached a point, it is at a point, 
that you might experience on, say, a trip across Bangladesh. Just today, in fact, the FAA was forced to order a ground stop for all air traffic in the United States. No planes flying in a continental country. First time that has happened since 9-11. Now, the problem affected the newly renamed Notice to Air Missions system. More than 10,000 flights were canceled or delayed. How did this happen? Total stop on all, all air travel. Well, let's go to the Secretary of Transportation for his assessment. Now that uh, the system is up and running, our primary focus is to determine that root cause. And I've directed FAA to figure out uh, exactly how this happened, uh, the timeline piece by piece about uh, what was known overnight uh, going into uh, last night and then coming out of it. So uh, uh, glitches or complications uh, happen all the time, but we can't allow them to uh, uh, ever lead to this level of disruption. And we won't ever allow them to lead to a safety problem. <laughs> okay, so I'm the Secretary of Transportation, and there's no air transportation in the entire country of 350 million people. I have no idea why, but I'm going to, quote, direct someone to find out because we can't allow this to happen. Really? Thanks for telling us. We thought we could allow it to happen. We go, oh, we can't? You're going to direct someone to find out? Yeah, sure. But the important thing to know here is that the system that didn't work the notice to airmen is no longer called notice to airmen. So it may not actually function. You can't actually fly anywhere. You're earthbound, but you're not transphobic. So air travel is a disaster under the man who's supposed to fix air travel. But it's not just air travel. Have you ridden on a train recently? Have you really? Have you ridden on a train? Well, on Monday of this week at 5 p.m., passengers in Virginia got on an Amtrak bound for Orlando, the car train. They're supposed to arrive by 10 a.m. on Tuesday, but they didn't. Instead, they were stuck on that train for 37 hours because Amtrak, part of our transportation system, could not figure out how to navigate around a derailment. Some passengers called the police thinking they'd been taken hostage. Once again, for those of you that are calling the police, we are not holding you hostage. We are giving you all the information in which we have. We are sorry about the inconvenience. As soon as more information is available, we will let you know shortly. Thank you. <laughs> We'd like you to know that we're not holding you hostage. We have all the information, quote, in which we have. <laughs> Excuse me. That's our transportation system. It's probably not funny if you were caught on that train. Colleen McKenna was. I know I say it a lot, but they're just not serious people. They worry about the dumbest shit that just doesn't make any sense because that's how they get elected. It's not policies. They say it's policies, but it's not, which brings us to our another not serious fucking thing. Gas stoves disproportionately kill minorities and LGBT. That's a real tweet. How gas stoves became a symbol of the alt-right. That, that'll be an article soon because now we're going after gas stoves because they say it fight to fight climate change. Now, let's just remember, it's called natural gas. It's natural gas. It burns clean. We could be driving cars that do it. Heating, cooking, everything with natural gas. It does zero emissions. Whereas electric, nine times out of ten, is produced by 
coal energy. It's not clean. But in this soundbite to start this section off, not only do they bling on weird to make this a thing that has never been a thing and nobody's talked about this thing, but now it's a thing. And simultaneously, Shuto ensures that he gets an, a Trump bash in it. Gas stoves could soon get 86th from kitchens across the country going forward. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner is considering a ban on the appliances for new builds. Uh, it says those appliances can be a source of indoor pollution, sometimes linked to childhood asthma. So there's a study out last month which found indoor gas stove use and the pollutants that come with it are tied to an increased risk of asthma in children. CNN chief climate correspondent Bill Ware is here. So uh, people are up in arms over this. There seems to be this sense that I'm going to take that stove out of your kitchen, which is not exactly what's happening. No, but it speaks to the emotion yeah. of food <laughs> and how we prepare it and certain styles. And this is 100 years of advertising. You're cooking with gas now was a deliberate campaign from the American Gas Association when they were up against wood and coal mm -hmm. back in the 30s. Even today, a couple of years ago, it was found that they're sort of paying influencers to cook out their gas stoves because electric, frankly, is so superior just in terms of it's much more efficient, it's safer, the new induction stoves are safer and all of that. And this has created sort of gas wars in different parts of the country. They banned it in new construction in New York City, out west in California, Washington State. But a lot of states have preemptively banned gas bans. And you can imagine they're usually red states in, in Texas leading the way. They want to stop this because it's an existential threat to that business. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's, you know, the science is showing us that having a gas stove in a small apartment, especially with bad ventilation, it's like having an, a car idling there. And if you have wow. young kids, it can affect cognitive abilities and, and as well as asthma. So, Bill, let me ask you a question, because New York is now considering doing the same for gas heating, because you've often heard that gas heating is at least a better option than heating oil, right, as kind of an interim step here. So, so I wonder, where does that go, and, and does it, I mean, all of this is about what, I suppose, what you can do now, right, versus what you might be able to do in the future, but, but is this going to affect that, you know, states trying to transition to, to away from gas heating as well? Right. I think the, the regulation, the requests around the stoves is more about ventilation, warning, shut off valves so you don't have accidents. You just make them safer. You don't really end them. But it's the kind of thing I did this story on a, a place right outside of Denver. They tried to create a, a net zero community and no gas. But half of the development got sold to a new developer who insisted on putting it in. So all zoning really is kind of local. And you got to think about this is the decision you're making on that is a 20 or 30 year decision. A lot of times on a new construction, you put the oven in there, you hope it lasts a generation or so. Yeah. And, the, you know, the, the technology is now is so much advanced beyond that. But it's really setting up a, more of an ideological fight right now. Yeah. But the more people are aware of the, of the cost of yeah. these things, the better. Can I, I mean, we're out of time, but really, oh, sorry. <laughs> just say, yeah. in New York I was just going to say, look at, look at Trump's reaction to incandescent light bulb. You know, the ban on incandescent yeah. light bulb. It was like, this exactly. is almost a religious issue, you know. That's like the, the uh, 
triumph for a lefty. You you got everything in there. You got global warming, Republicans are bad, Trump. And the funniest thing is uh, AOC, our resident shit burglar, has never, ever, ever spoke about this until now. And now it's everyone. Do you know the, these are all her tweets? Know that ongoing exposure to NO2 from gas stove is linked to reduced cognitive performance? You can read more about it there. The way we are handling it in NYC isn't to force people to switch what they already have. Folks can keep their appliances. New buildings in NYC will just be gas-free. So we'll force it. The way we're handling Oh, that's the same tweet. Sorry. Um, Somebody says, this is one of the great tweets of all time. AOC, ongoing exposure to two gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance. But there's no proof. They're just making this up because just like nuclear power, they just don't want it. Because it reduces their whole storyline that we're all going to die. I mean, we've already reduced emissions. We brought down CO2 in the atmosphere. Global warming is bullshit. There was more ice. In the winter, I mean, it, it's just a political thing. Ryan Muse, Washington Post cites a professor from USCB as the clean energy policy expert, but fails to mention she's also the senior policy counsel of Rewiring America. The outfit is just one spoke of the dark money windward fun. It's all the anti-energy people. Another update, Rewiring America scientists author's article on asthma links to gas stove urges banning indoor gas stoves. Consumer agency turns up its scrutiny. Population attributed f- fraction of gas stove and childhood asthma in the United States. And it's a lie. It's just not true. None of it's true. They're just making it up. Rules for thee. First lady roasted online for cooking on a gas stove. The Biden admin's looking to ban. They, they have pictures, videos of her doing it. Uh, New York Post, Biden administration weighs a nationwide ban on gas stoves. If you cook on a gas stove, you might be a criminal. And don't look now, but the Biden administration's even coming out to your gas stove. Somebody's tweet, uh, Cubs fan. Breaking every last thing in our society without proper explanation is his specialty. Joe Manchin. This is a recipe for disaster. The federal government has no business telling American families how to cook their dinner. I can tell you the last thing that would ever leave my house is the gas stove that we cook on. SPSC. The chair of the Consumer Product Safety Commission says the agency has no plan to ban gas stoves after Commissioner Richard Trumka's remark ignited a political firestorm. First of all, and this is Steve Everly, the largest analysis of any link between gas stoves and childhood asthma, 500,000 children, found no evidence of an association between the use of gas as a cooking fuel or either asthma symptoms or diagnosis. Because, of course, they just made it up. I mean, it's not true. None of this stuff is true. Scott Weiner. Conservatives are trying to make protecting gas stoves, which are toxic, a culture war issue. What they don't appear to realize is the gas stoves and blue state thing. People in red states predominantly use electric stoves. And he got nuked. Steve Everly again. Providing some background on what the research is currently on the issue. 
The tweet I said, the study finds no evidence linked between gas dose and asthma is being ignored by most of the groups claiming an inherent health risk. Unfortunately, many in the media are also ignoring it because they would go with anything the left said. Anything. that They say anything. It happens. So we're going to go into our disinformation. Don't worry, I took the soundbite down. Here is the first batch and now the second batch with press and media are actually covering it because, well, we'll wait till the tweet. I just wondered if this is like something they knew and now they're getting rid of the old man. The Justice Department is reviewing the discovery of what one of the president's attorneys calls a small number of documents with classified markings found last November in Mr. Biden's former office at the Penn Biden Center. In a statement, the White House says its counsel's office notified the National Archives on November 2nd, the same day the documents were found, and that they were turned over the next day. Officials have not said what kind of information was in the documents or detailed their level of classification. Republicans quickly pounced on the revelation. But the White House says the circumstances are far different than those in the Trump case, emphasizing that the recently discovered documents were not the subject of any request or review by the archives, and that once found, they were turned over immediately. Dealing with classified documents, but there are key differences between this and the case involving former President Trump. Yes, these documents were found by attorneys for President Biden, and they immediately notified the National Archives which was apparently unaware that they were missing. These documents were discovered on November 2nd. This wasn't, this didn't come public until my colleagues at CBS News uh, found, uh, reported this on Monday. Uh, that's more than two months later. Why was the public not informed while the White House pre- pre- prepared its PR response for two months? Again, this was under review. Uh, this is under review by the Department of Justice. I'm not going to go beyond what the president shared yesterday. I'm not going to go beyond uh, what the, my colleagues at the White House Council shared with all of you as well. And Secretary Buttigieg. And then on these documents, how could anyone be that irresponsible? It, isn't that what this president says about mishandling classified documents? The president spoke to this personally. He spoke to this personally. He, again, he believes that uh, classified documents and information should be taken seriously. He takes them seriously. And he was surprised it's, to it's learn by any, any records. Had been. I- Just this afternoon, another batch of Biden documents with classified markings were found. Today, the White House and the president's lawyers wouldn't answer simple questions about those documents, including what's in them and when will we learn more. CBS's Adriana Diaz was the first to report about the original highly classified documents, and she's back with us here again tonight. Good evening, Adriana. Good evening, Nora. Tonight, we are learning that as part of the Justice Department's review, officials looked at the possibility of classified documents at other locations, and sources tell us the number of sensitive documents found is larger than initially believed. 
CBS News has learned that documents marked classified from Joe Biden's tenure as vice president were found at at least one additional location. This revelation follows the initial discovery of roughly 10 classified documents in November of last year at the Penn Biden Center in this building across from the Capitol. A source tells CBS News those documents contained highly classified material and briefings. His team handled it the right way. Today, the White House declined to answer repeated questions about when the president learned about the first batch of classified documents and why the discovery wasn't disclosed sooner, citing the Justice Department review. When it is appropriate for us to say more, we will. But CBS News has learned the president was informed of the classified documents on November 2nd of last year, the same day they were found. We've got to get to some news breaking to us just in the last couple of minutes here at NBC News. Aides to President Biden have apparently discovered another set of classified documents, this time in a different location than the office where the first batch was discovered, according to a person familiar with the matter. I want to bring in now the team breaking this story. NBC News White House correspondent Carol Lee, our justice and intelligence correspondent Ken Delaney. And Ken, let me start with you with what we know. Hallie. Aides to President Biden have been conducting an exhaustive search, we are told, of other locations to make sure they've gathered up all the classified documents that went to the wrong place, because if it happened once, it could happen again. And what we're told is that they have found at least one additional batch of classified documents. Now, that's basically all we know. We don't know the extent, the nature of the classification on these documents. We don't know exactly when they were found. And, and again, we don't know whether this was anything more than inadvertent error by whoever was packing the documents yeah. as they left the Biden White House, but it's... Well, let me get rid of the easy one first. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol, when I, the four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box, in a locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives. And I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. CNN. U.S. intelligent material related to Ukraine, Iran, and U.K. found in Biden's private office, sources tell CNN. This was the first batch. Biden's classified documents issue adds to House Republican growing list. Republicans pounce. You knew it was coming. But remember, they're pouncing because here's Biden on Trump. We don't need Google or way back. It was just last year. And you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago. What did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? Your rules. And then the morning of the second batch. The media is in full spin mode, and here's Mojo. I, I just got to play it. 
Uh, Brian, you said, uh, you've told our producers that there is uh, a danger in over-criminalizing mishandling of classified information. Explain that. Yeah, because of the criminal statutes that are out there that are old and quite vague, almost any mishandling case could potentially be shoehorned into a criminal investigation. Um, but going back to my prior point, because this type of mishandling happens all the time, and now it's become such a political football with all three uh, last presidential candidates being investigated, I do worry about, um, while we need to take this all seriously and it needs to be investigated, I do worry about over-criminalizing it things that should ultimately be security violations sometimes. And we're talking about political street right. fighting here that is going to go on with control of the House now um, at a fairly high pitch. And, you know, if you take the pure legalistics out of it and you get into the optics and the politics, uh, what happened here is going to make it almost impossible to charge Donald Trump with any violation of... Really? Yeah, I said that last night. Yeah. It, put, it puts Merrick... A dishonest one, but a talking point all the same that is yeah. going to be amplified throughout the conservative media. So we're going to try to hear the equivalence between these two moments. Perhaps even this makes Merrick Garland's job harder in terms of bringing a charge against Donald Trump. But these two cases, though similar, Joe, are not the same, not even close. Well, I mean, it, it can it can circulate around in pro-Trump media, but we've seen that does no good. Why? Let me recount the years that that did no good. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 22. They can lie all they want to people that are watching their shows, that are listening to their podcasts, that are reading their blogs or whatever they're doing. It doesn't matter. Americans, the swing voters, the independents are on to the stupidity. As for Merrick Garland, I've heard this now for the past day or two, that, oh, this makes Merrick Garland's job tougher because of politics. No, it really doesn't. Listen, if Joe Biden committed a crime, charge him. If Donald Trump committed a crime, charge him. That's pretty simple. Guess what? Joe Biden didn't commit a crime. They found the documents, they turned it back. Donald Trump most likely did commit a crime, and it's straightforward. So if Merrick Garland or anybody at the DOJ are wringing their hands, mm -hmm. they're not just doing a disservice to America, they're doing a disservice to justice, they're doing a disservice to the rule of law, if they in any way are distracted by this ground noise. Again, let me say, if in their investigation of Joe Biden, they find anything illegal, charge him. We're a, we're a nation of laws, not a nation of rulers who are above the law. I know Donald Trump thinks he is. He's not. So everybody's on it. CNN actually did a great thing, but most of them are doing the spin, as you just heard. Biden versus Trump. This is a lefty lefty site. CNN had uh, four articles on it, which surprised me. Biden's classified document issues adds the House Republican growing list, which I read. Uh, a new line of attack and people's responses to it was, I'm embarrassed for y'all. You sold your souls for nothing. So your story isn't the classified documents, but Republicans pounce. And of course it is. Um, the Ukraine thing is very, very telling. Uh, from CNN, Joe Biden, under 12 total, some top secret, cooperating, lawyers found and alerted archives. Trump, 160, 60 top secret, under investigation. FBI had a search. There's clear distinctions between the two. 
And people show there's a monkey meme. So that's why it's okay for Biden to have classified documents. And it's not okay for Trump, which is, of course. So we get to this person. Biden was not subpoenaed. Biden did not ignore a subpoena. Trump did. Um, Biden did not judge. Let me zoom this up because it's like font fucking nine. I can't read shit. Did not judge shop for appointee to file suit for special master to delay the return. Biden did not then hire his buddies to do the independent search. Biden did not order by judge to reveal the names of his independent uh, search guys. Biden did not take classified documents or criminal time. Trump did all those. Let's see them if it's such a big deal. As a former government employee with clearance, this is her, I would highly recommend against showing anyone classified documents. Comfortably smug did his own. And let me see if I can pop this up and bring it down. Which is usually a good one. To be T, when Mark Elias said Trump could be banned from the presidency because of classified documents of Mar-a-Lago and embassy ate it up. Possible Trump sentence is concealed documents case could include disqualifying from holding office. That was uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. Ron Flickovic. Trump thought the U.S. government was his, his as president. He thought the military was his. The DOJ was his personal law firm. The military was his. The Secretary of Service is just babbling. Uh, another Rick Wilson. Remember when Donald Trump stole highly classified documents? Who amongst us hasn't accidentally moved classified material? And he just goes on. It's Rob Reiner. It's everybody just going off. But I remember a guy from the Clinton administration get caught in the library shoving it down his pants. We did nothing. I remember HRC. So the Federalists asked, where's the raid of Joe Biden? Where is it? Anybody? This is another CNN article. A side-by-side look. Because they're trying to make this a nothing burger. Molly. One reason to suspect the full Biden. Uh, this looks like shit. Let me bring it down. There we go. Uh, story is huge is because the gentle and highly orchestrated rollout of the info through admin allies and the propaganda press. In some cases, the same reporters use the Russia collusion hoax. Same people. New York Times. Ask them. Why did you wait two months? Which I was surprised they asked. I really am. I didn't think they would actually do it. But they did. But we know why. C.W. Nevis. Democrats are sputtering to explain why Biden's position of classified docs is different. Keep it simple. Trump didn't get in trouble because he took docs home. He got in trouble because he wouldn't give them back. Jerry Christmas. It's absolutely true that Joe Biden was much better at concealing the fact that he was even in possession of classified documents, which is true. Varen Meta, has there been any reporting yet of why it took seven years for those documents to be found? Those are from Vice President Batch 1. We don't know about Batch 2. We don't even know. AP. That was the AP side by side. I was wrong. This is a real thing right in front of you, planted. If you do a search on Twitter, and I did, the left is saying it's planted to take them out. That was their talking points yesterday. Just, 
Here is the media pre-second batch sputtering. The Department of Justice is reviewing classified documents found at a personal office for President Joe Biden. This discovery appears to be very different from what happened at Mar-a-Lago, we'll explain. Plus, after hundreds... Well, I'm going to ask Jonathan Lemire, actually. Okay. We're going to go down this. I'm going to ask Jonathan Lemire if it really is different or whether it's just the libs trying to hide things from the American people. But we'll, we'll, go, to, we'll go through the questions. Okay, thing. yeah. We want to do it now or later? Sure, why, we, yeah. You know, so, why don't I ask you really he's quickly? Feeling it, can I, so. I just can, can do you mind if we ask uh, if I ask you a couple quick questions? Because you like you. This is your beat, right? I want Joe, to talk about it. the is college football no? championship. OK. OK, oh so, <clears throat> so on these docs, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Because Trump had docs. Biden has Trump. First question. Vice uh, so did Joe Biden's lawyers lie to the FBI and the DOJ about actually having all the documents returned to them. Did you, did you do that? No, they did not. As soon as they discovered that there were these documents in this think tank uh, associated with Joe Biden, uh, they then notified uh, the yeah, federal yeah, government. But, 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 but the DOJ, obviously, just like in the Trump case, so they had to go into long, drawn-out negotiations, right, to try to get these Biden documents back like they did in the Trump case. Long, drawn-out <laughs> negotiations over a month. They had to do that, right? I Actually, Joe, no, they didn't. Uh, the Biden team turned over the documents the very next day after they discovered them. Okay, but the Biden team, though, before they turned it over, just like the Trump team, because I'm sure it's the same oh thing. This is the same thing, both of them. I'm sure the Biden team, uh, in between that time when they turned it back, Biden had them go in to the warehouses and, and remove the rooms remove documents, right? Get them out of there after they were notified by the DOJ to hide them somewhere? No, uh, President Biden has said that he first learned that these documents even existed and were in his materials uh, when his lawyers discovered them uh, in November. Okay, okay, uh, there okay, was no okay, effort to hide still, them, they turned no, them no, over. Hold on, though. Okay, okay, so fine. But it's still the same thing because we all know, we've all read the stories of Biden was vice president. He would often tear up government documents uh, flush things down the toilet. Eat he, them. Biden all eat them, flush yeah. them down the toilet. He Biden did that just like Trump, right? right. This is the same thing, really, and the libs just like can't admit it. it's the same thing, right? He because he tore up a lot of government documents. He was known for saying malarkey a lot. No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't. He's uh, not known to tearing up documents or eating them. Uh, really, I but, mean, I, I think that no, what you just said is yeah, right. That, yeah. that there are differences in what happened. Yes, but you know, the are not good. Well, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief. You know, we know that. So it's not that big a jump to say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That's partly what's going on. But what I think also is going on, no matter what the truth of it is, Whoopi, they will spin it, Bubblehead and Marjorie Taylor and that crowd, Matt Gates. you think they're not gonna spin this that is just as bad as Trump? And so the, the lie gets out there, people believe it, just like that Donaldson person, whatever his name is. Byron. What's his name? Byron, Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds. Yeah. I saw him also, he was at the, uh, the fight on the floor too, yeah. wasn't he? 
he was nominated. Okay, so Paula, speaking of differences, can you lay out the differences between this and the Mar-a-Lago document issue? It's a great question, Don. So based on what Biden's team is saying, they are setting up some key differences from the Trump case. The first one is just the volume of materials that we're talking about. At this point, the Biden matter, we're dealing with less than a dozen documents versus the hundreds in the Trump case. Another big difference is cooperation. Biden's lawyers say they immediately cooperated, they turned over the documents they discovered, and that they continue to cooperate with the Justice Department. When it comes to Trump, there was months of back and forth where he refused and ignored the government requests and really only handed over many of the documents when subpoenas were obtained. The other big difference at this point is obstruction. Uh, Biden is not under investigation for potential obstruction. Trump is, as well as being under investigation for potential violations of the Espionage Act. So, Jamie, let's walk as clearly as we can about what we do know and what we don't know uh, in terms of what was discovered. Your reporting is the search of a private office, lawyers involved because the former vice president, now president, knew there was sensitive family materials in there. He wanted somebody sensitive looking at them. They come across an envelope, open it up, and... So, by and large, I think we have to underscore 98, 99% of what is found in this office is absolutely personal Biden material, including things like uh, the arrangements for his son Bo's uh, funeral, condolence letters. But what happens is, as they're going through the boxes, the lawyer who is doing it for, because these were confidential family materials, opens a box and there is a plain manila envelope that says it's stamped VP personal. So maybe that's how this all happened. When it got packed up, someone thought it was personal. Well, um, in, including what Republicans in the House may be trying to do in that body to try to protect former Trump from some of the federal criminal investigations that involve him. Along those lines, there was a brief flurry of excitement on the right this afternoon when CBS News was first to report that the U.S. Justice Department had started investigating the discovery of classified documents found at a think tank called the Penn Biden Center. This is effectively where President Biden had his office in Washington after serving as vice president in the Obama administration. He vacated offices there effectively when he declared his run for president in 2020. But the Penn Biden Center is sort of the Biden home in DC in terms of his work life out of office. Well, on November 2nd, Lawyers for President Biden, lawyers who work for him in his personal capacity, were reportedly packing up some of the office space that the vice president used at the Penn Biden Center. In so doing, they found classified documents there, classified documents that they say were in a locked closet inside those offices, mixed in with some non-classified documents. This is, of course, a weird set of circumstances, but that's what they say happened. The White House has since confirmed the basics of this account, as have other news organizations after CBS News was, was first to break the story. The reason this created a lot of excitement on the right, briefly tonight, is that it immediately created a perceived whataboutism defense for President Trump. President Trump is under federal criminal investigation for, apparently, deliberately hoarding hundreds of classified documents at his home in Florida, including refusing to hand them over after National Archives told them he had to, even after they subpoenaed him to get those documents. 
So there was this sort of brief excitement on the right tonight that they thought they had a new defense, right? Oh, it's supposedly so bad what Trump did at Mar-a-Lago with all the nuclear documents and stuff. But look, Joe Biden's just as bad. Why aren't they serving search warrants on President Biden the way they did on former President Trump? As I said tonight, a, a brief flurry of excitement on the right about this prospect when this news broke about the Penn-Biden Center. The reason it was only a brief flurry of excitement is because in President Biden's case, uh, he and his lawyers appear to have actually done the right thing when it comes to these classified documents. Um, Biden's lawyers say they discovered these documents among his vice presidential papers at his office at the Penn-Biden Center on November 2nd. The White House Counsel's Office then notified the National Archives that same day about what had been found. The National Archives apparently did not even know these documents were missing and had not been seeking their return. The, archi the archives took custody of that material the following morning, and that appears to be it. Attorney General Merrick Garland has asked one of the last remaining Trump-appointed U.S. attorneys to review the discovery of these documents at the Penn-Biden Center. But it does not sound like it's an adversarial process at all. Uh, the White House says it is cooperating fully with the National Archives and with the Department of Justice on the review. And again, this was not as it was in Trump's case, the archives desperately seeking the return of materials that Trump was blowing off and, and Trump was blowing off those requests and then ultimately blowing off the subpoena to return all those documents. These appear to have been documents that were inadvertently held at the Penn Biden Center, discovered by Biden's attorneys. They notified the White House, which notified immediately the National Archives that these documents were in the wrong place. They're just sputtering. They don't know what to say. This is a good tweet. This is real. The president's aides have been scouring various places since November for other misplaced classified documents. What the fuck does that mean? Why? Jonathan Turley, who's a fucking lawyer. should be drinking this, but I'm enjoying it because come next week, I won't be able to drink shit. Kareen J. Perez continued to cite counsel to saying the president cannot say anything about the documents or their history because he was told not to ask about their subject or identity. It's not a logical rationale. It does not improve with time. The FBI has two immediate tasks, secure the highly classified documents and determine whether they may be compromised or have been compromised. The second question will be difficult to answer with the president declining to be told or to discuss their content. It will be more difficult to evaluate the possible compromise of classified material if Biden will not confirm what the documents were and whether he had any recollection of the documents. And it's clearly obvious they were all about Hunter. That's what it was about because he was trying to hide it from prosecutors, from the GOP. And that makes total sense because he's a dad. So I get it. But you made a big deal out of it. Now, for those out there that think anything is going to happen about this, dude from Clinton administration caught HRC 30,000 deleted, found with all sorts of shit. What was it? 70 in the letter walk. Nothing's going to happen to Biden. This story will disappear from the airwaves by tomorrow. It'll just be gone. 
and the media, and I got this from Fox, will just continue to do this. self-reported voluntarily turned over. I think the self-reporting here is probably the single most important part of this situation. Uh, it indicates a lack of intentional conduct. It's completely different from the Mar-a-Lago case. Do you expect anything else? I mean, do you really expect anything else? I don't. So before we do a quick kick on the border, um, I wanted to cover a couple subjects because subjects because after this we're going to go into a military corner section really quick, and a short woke because I want to keep the show down and we're already at an hour forty. Um, nobody's talking about the economy. Now this is one of the ones that I really like because remember they did the dancing gay guys on Thanksgiving that pissed me off. Then called me a homophobe. So I paid off my Macy's and I've never shopped again. But it's just not them. Macy's is once again drawing back, but five popular retailers announcing store closers. Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, Macy's. Bed Bath & Beyond. In September 2022, announced it was joining the club of retailers, calling my shot all altogether. 150 stores were slated to close. North Carolina, California, New York. Sears, what's left? Morph, Joanne Fabrics, closing eight locations across the United States over entire 2023. Closures will begin on January 22nd as Joanne continues to operate Majority of his 842 slows. So nobody wants to talk about it because why would they? It looks bad for Biden. This is positives, yet we're still paying playing shift stuff. Speaker McCarthy confirms that Schiff, Solwell, and Ilian Omar are getting kicked off the Intel and Foreign Affairs Committee, which is fucking fantastic. We will have Swalwell as our closing comment today. Because they brought him on, of course. It's official. We now have a church-style committee to investigate the weaponization of the federal government. This was quietly done. Why? Mm. Oh, you know why. That way they can continue to fucking do this unlawful, not pay college, try to figure out how to fix their college thing, which has already been blocked, and they can have power they're not deserving of. Emergency power. The last show, we had a nice soundbite of Akeem Jeffries and the media saying he's the greatest thing ever. This is his tweet from January 11th. That was yesterday. Extreme mega Republicans have established a select committee on insurrection protection. We will fight it tooth and nail. Somebody nicely did. How about these insurrectionists? There needs to be unrest in the streets. The bald bitch. Kamala, protesters should not let up. Our, this is America, Maxine Waters. And even the fucking 
ex-Speaker of the House. The best part about this, and I'll do it live, is this tweet, which I find quite beautiful. We're in misinformation. This is our misinformation hub. It starts with the left. It's a lie. None of it's true. So, going to play the border, and then I forgot. I got a couple lefty things I want to cover today. We got some time. We'll, we'll put it in. Um, and I want to play a couple abortion sound bites. So, let's, um, let's do the border. We're going to have uh, the president again saying thank you. Kirby lying about why he didn't visit people. And here is Latino Nets pissed at him because he wouldn't talk to immigrants. It's in Spanish, but it's subtitled. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built not even one meter of wall. And that, we thank you for that, sir. But some frustration that he never met with migrants themselves. What do you make of that? The real focus of his trip to El Paso was really on the state and local authorities, as well as, of course, federal agents, the Customs Border Patrol agents at the border, to make sure he had a, a full grasp uh, of the challenges that they're facing, the capabilities that they need, the resources they want, um, and how they're dealing with the migrants. That was the focus uh, of the time that he was on, on the ground. He did visit a, a migrant processing center. There weren't any migrants uh, uh, there at the time he visited. Y justo antes de llegar a México, el presidente Biden viajó a la frontera sur por primera vez durante su mandato, una oportunidad que inmigrantes habían esperado durante mucho tiempo. El gran detalle es que no lograron reunirse con él. En su primera... All right, I, I wanted to cover what happened in the House. The House just passed a resolution condemning 78 attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers and over 100 attacks on churches in the last seven months. Only three Democrats voted for that. What did the media report? They do two resolutions. 10, 210 vote, 210 Democrats vote against a bill requiring medical care for babies born alive after an abortion attempt. Now, I know this is repetitive because they did this before. But I want to play a juxtaposition. I'm only going to play three minutes of the lady, but she talked for 29 minutes in a college, which is just fucking scary. But you're going to hear a lead Democrat why they don't want to vote for a bill that would save a baby after it was aborted alive. The problem with this bill is not that it makes anything, that it is not that it provides any new protections for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital 
where, depending on the circumstances, that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, or it may not. That is the problem with this bill. It, it, it um, um, directs and, and mandates a certain medical care which may not be appropriate, which may be endanger the life of an infant in certain circumstances. That's why we oppose this bill. Not what about uh, folks who have wounds but uh, are not women, uh, like trans people, gender queer folks? Why do you keep saying women when this issue affects more than women? Because there are two genders, male there and female. This issue affects more than women. It affects trans men. It affects gender queer folks. Women have wounds. I am not a woman, and I have a womb. You are a woman. I know. I understand they got to be all pro-abortion, but God bless a fucking America. What is wrong with these fucking people? All right, moving on to our lefty shit. This is a pretty interesting thread, and I know it's from the RNC, but it's 21 lies by Biden. Biden claimed on multiple occasions he used to drive an 18-wheeler. Biden claimed multiple times he spoke to inventor of insulin. Biden claimed he had a house burned down. Biden claimed he was raised in Puerto Rico. Biden said he remembers spending time and going on a tree of life synagogue. Biden claimed he served as liaison to Israel during the seven-day war. Biden claimed the first job offer came from Boise Cascade. Biden claimed the first time he got arrested was a civil rights protest. Biden claimed that he had a conversation with an Amtrak conductor in 2012 and 2013, and he was Mr. Million Miles. Biden claims he appointed the Naval Academy in 1965. Biden claimed oil refinery pollution gave him skin cancer. Biden frequently claims he is a full professor at University of Pennsylvania. Biden, he never even took a class there. Biden claimed he had a great grand, grandpop was a coal miner. Biden said he, had, he was elected VP and awarded his uncle Frank a Purple Heart. Biden claimed he hit ball 368 feet off the wall at a congressional baseball game. Sorry, I ate and I got shit in my teeth. Biden claimed his grandfather was All-American football player. Biden claimed he could have been an All-American football player. Biden claimed he almost walked onto the NFL team. Biden claimed he was shot at. Biden said... That when he was a county city council member, a woman asked him to remove a dead dog from the lawn. Remember that one? Biden repeatedly claimed he was involved in the civil rights movement, and he never was. Just want to cover those. Another one is the Sussman deal. And I've been carrying this in the file, so I'm going to do it really quick. As a background, the Sussman case identified four individuals, Ronnie Joff, Dagan, and Tokanakis and Lorzen. They also alleged a secret communication channel between Trump and Putin by Alpha Bank. The data and allegations have been alleged by the CIA FBI prominent independent analysis to manipulate and not technically feasible or fraud. The FBI wanted to interview the alleged author of the white paper, David Dagan, but was rebuffed by the FBI leadership. And how would you feel in the sketchy Alpha Bank story, a sketchy Yoda phonal allegation, and other work on a political smear campaign were proven and sanctioned by Georgia Tech, a school? All false. Matt Tylebe is getting an education. He ran this article on Substack, and I, I suggest you read it. On ABC and authoritarianism. And they are authoritarianism. 
for J6, and the mainstream media is not going to cover this, because why would they? It shows that they had a serious problem in communication during the Ashley Babbitt shooting. So much so, evidence is growing that that's why she got shot. Failed January 6th evacuation response. Capitol Police radio traffic obtained by Epoch Time reveals radio silence from the command center. New York Times. Growing more uneasy about Ron DeSantis blowing them off. Trump elevated media bashing and high art for Republicans, but ahead of the next presidential race, DeSantis and others are taking a more radical approach, not just attacking nonpartisan news outlets, but ignoring them. And what's wrong with that? Why would you? Do do the left ever go to Fox? I'm just asking for a friend because they don't. Hmm. Fucking asshats. This one's a good one. And this piece by Peter Reinhardt about how what Republicans fear about, above all, is social and demographic changes and leave white Christian men feeling disempowered. He never mentioned that Ron DeSantis completely won in Florida. That's interesting. Found this article. It's pretty interesting. Isn't it amazing how the actual fact checkers all supported the IRS expansion for no reason? And they knew that that IRS expansion would just go after regulars. Brian Seltzer shows what really what it's all about. Everybody write a Donald Trump book. Here's another one. What else are you going to cover? Washington Post. Social media become polarizing. A new type of algorithm aims to change that. I would say that's a lie, and I'm going to talk about it in two seconds. A great find by, um, who was this? Caitlin Johnson. This was an article from 2019. Russia's manipulation of Twitter was far vaster than believed. Then the same author writes another article in 2023. Russian trolls on Twitter had little influence on 2016 vote. That's the same author, same WAPO, says everything. Today I was going to do a deep dive, but I'm just going to make it a short dive. Ron Klain, you want to talk about misinformation, go look at Ron Klain's Twitter feed, and you will see nothing but disinformation, nonstop disinformation. It hurts. I found this was a joke, but this is so true in 2023. Hi. I am weird, damaged person who has personal pronouns, sees a therapist twice a week, and is on multiple drugs for anxiety and depression. First off, I want to explain why I became a teacher. Then I want to tell you how to fix society. And that is our world we're living in. It is nonstop. And it was done yesterday. And I'm going to explain that after we have some fun, because it's part of our This Is America. So first, we're going to play... Uh, Rockasan Live Fire. It's a little long, but it's badass for our military corner.
Don't get out there, face fire.
jump up. would be fun because you know a lot of you don't get to see that that's training and of course they're using live bullets then i wanted to play some woke sound bites um one that i'm not going to cover um there's a bunch of other abortion ones i was going to play today but i'm not going to play them i'm I'm just done with this shit so i'm just going to do a regular old interlude into this and this is uh i was going to do a race section but this is colbert talking about harris Faulkner. she's black obviously just a ploy to sell more sugar by being socially conscious it's just like in the 80s when the kool-aid man took on the south african government Apartheid? Oh, no! So, so, where's his Nobel Prize? <laughs> Come on. He's robbed. So, I mean, the packaging is dumb but harmless, right? Not according to Fox News host Harris Faulkner. When you look at the package, the women are upside down. And I understand flipped, but thank you very much. We stand on our own. We don't need to be shown on a package looking crazy upside down. (laughs) No, we don't need to look crazy. We need to look sane, you know, complaining about candy packaging on a news network. Normal. Oh, come on. Really? Your rules, buddy. That's racist. You're making fun of a black woman. That's just racist. I'm just saying you make the rules. Live by them. Next, and I cut it way down because it could be a whole podcast in itself. Here is a Bad Lip Reading's NFL 2022. Uh, if you haven't got, go to Bad Lip, Lip Reading on YouTube. It's so goddamn funny. I think you're cool. I don't. also think you're I don't want it loud. Just be quiet. Well, she's really loud. She wouldn't let me get a sonnet in. How are you? Middling? I'm great, unlike you guys. You want an empanada? They have them up there. I don't eat meat. Yeah, well, it's working for me. Evelyn brought me the virus. Yeah, um, heart attack. I have a very supportive neck. The hand towels are all about your guests. And sometimes I let my dog spit in my pasta. 
Why'd you even tell me that? I don't want to know that kind of stuff. It's fine. No, it's not. Hey, kid, I'm working here. I scolded you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, they're looking to have to act like there's emotion. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Hey, you hand that thing to me? Y'all know I won't play like that. You play? Yeah, the trumpet. The trumpet, but I don't really play no more, man, so, like, who cares? My friend got sick, so I've been feeding him donkey milk. What is it I see outside? It's a young, jealous yeti, I think. Thinking it's like some Bigfoot thing? I don't find this amusing. Hey, Melissa. Hey, look, you're a great gal. It's just a no. The Great Ratsby. Batak, LeBevins. Stormy, the Lightning. Hamster, Odyssey. Uh, hey, just look out, y'all. It's a chicken. A chicken. Sequester the chicken. You gotta stop it or we might not leave here. Hey, does one of y'all have my juice? Where's that cute divorce say? She just got divorced on first day. Oh, no. What? I knew it was a mistake. Oh, what a striking scent. It deserves another whiff. Oh my, oh, that is so bad. I mean, that is so rank. Why in the world do I just boy this foul? Oh, that's so bad. Oh, that's painful. Oh, I love it. You know Dr. Gaboni's son? Isaac? Oh, what's going on about? Hey, dog, look at my trunk. I feel like I need my coach snacks. I know I should wear a mask, but I'll just place this here. Jennifer's ghost still lives where they make the toast. They found out her ghost never did die. I think you're cute, too. Echo to not cool Peter. Peter? Peter? I think he's dead, like I actually do. Scoop and squirt. Percival took him. Beneficial offer. Edible architect. Mm, so what are my senses sensing? <clears throat> Lucifer. Hey, man, hey. You need a job? Let me know. I'll make a new position. What? Do you have a new mustache? No, that's the same one. That was a bit of a joke. I'm going. Hey, I'm sorry. This is my squirting shirt. We got too many angles in the city. And then I woke up in Spain. Just wanted to pop back and check your order. We have cricket fries oh, perfect. and one of those salads to cook right. into sure about. Okay, hey. Uh-huh. If you ever need information on that bullfighter, you can okay. just email give me. You a I show. know you know that. Hey, where's the doggy? Well, there was a doggy, not now. Doggone. There's a doggy right there. Is that the doggy? So where's the doggy? Fossical Snake Battalion. Grail Pisces Simile. Count Rigid Poppy to you. This is Tommy Mycene! Hey, boyfriend! So to our This Is America, this is the media bringing Swalwell on a guy who fucked Fang Fang is getting kicked off a committee and having Schiff come on the floor in a separate soundbite talking about the weaponization of committees after this guy weaponized committees and lied to the American people for damn near six fucking years. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. It's time for the last soundbite. Like the media say when they are pushing fake liberal agenda stories. This is America. 
members, Kevin McCarthy plans to fire Congressman Eric Swalwell, who in the last Congress served on the Judiciary, Homeland Security, and Intelligence Committees. Um, Congressman, first, I guess, um, would you feel better or worse if he was raising a lot of money off of these solicitations? <laughs> uh, Chris, the only person who supports this is my wife, who is like, great, you're going to be home to change more diapers. I love it. Um, but the, the truth is, Chris, it, it's purely vengeance. And I just want to walk your viewers through this, because this happened uh, nearly 10 years ago. The FBI told me that someone who had been helping our campaign in a district with 35 percent Asian Americans may be working with the Chinese government. I did what I hope every one of my colleagues would do, which was to help the FBI get this person out of the country. Now, fast forward to Speaker Ryan learns about the FBI's investigation into this individual, keeps me on the Intel Committee. Donald Trump becomes president and I become, you know, one of the leaders of the impeachment. He has access to this and releases nothing about my cooperation. It's only now that a Trump Intel official had leaked my cooperation to suggest that there was some wrongdoing on my part, that this is even an issue. And by the way, Chris, the FBI did something they'd never do. On multiple occasions, they put out a statement that I was nothing but helpful, cooperative, and never under the suspicion of wrongdoing. So the committee will also seek to discredit law enforcement like the FBI, who are so important in the fight against domestic violent extremism. Republicans in Congress just don't care. The greatest threat, the greatest terrorist threat to our country comes from violent right-wing militia groups and their sympathizers, and Republicans in Congress just don't care. I want to make sure I get this before I leave. In-N-Out Burger's coming to fucking Tennessee. I, I don't want to forget that because it's, like, so good. I'm taking GG. I might not be able to eat it, but if you ain't never had a double-double, you just don't know what life is. The funny thing is, is Shift and these fuck faces have been all over the media like crazy. And if there's anybody that spread misinformation exponentially since 2016, it's Schiff, Solwell, Omar, AOC, all liars, all caught. I mean, it, it's kind of the theme of this show. You guys set the rules, the media and Democrats, same thing I know, and you break the rules and then you make it it's okay because we're good people and the other people are shit burgers. I mean, you got Warren lied about her ethnicity. Omar married her brother, hates America. AOC lied. She was almost raped and murdered at the Capitol and she wasn't even there. Kamala lied that she was in the Capitol during the riot, but she wasn't there. She was at the DNC headquarters where the pipe bomb was. Swalwell fucked Fang Fang. Schiff went on TV every day lying. I've seen the proof, and clearly he didn't because there is no proof. Trump didn't collude with Russia. You made up bullshit fucking investigations for fucking ever based on Biden literally said he told Ukraine, you get rid of that judge who's fucking with my son who's doing illegal shit, and I'll fucking get rid of you, while he was in charge of corruption. When I just saw fucking Carl Rove on TV asking some tough questions but saying maybe he was doing his memoir and that's why it's there. But these documents are from when he was the VP. He doesn't have rights to take him out of the fucking place. You can't take him out of skiffs. That's the rules. 
but nothing will happen because they can break rules. They can do whatever they want. And I think it brings in the worst thing about all this that angers me more than I can believe is I used to stare at the QAnon and far mega people who I dislike as about as much as the Hopi changes. I don't know how how you become so enamored with a politician. They're all a bunch of lying cocksuckers. DeSantis is great, but he's a politician. If I was in a foxhole and I needed somebody to get my back, it wouldn't be DeSantis. Because DeSantis is a politician. He's about himself. But all these people falling in love with politicians... And going to the grave with them like they're the greatest things disgusts me. But all those mega people were right. I mean, there is a deep state. The FBI, DOJ, DOD, NSA, fucking DHS, HHS, NASA, as Trailer Park Boys used to say. Literally all are woke. Department of Transportation has been a total shit show nationwide, but we changed names and we got rid of gender. That's more important. Remember when the NASA was getting shut down by Obama? We don't have a space program. So that's why I don't understand why they hate Musk. Without Musk, we wouldn't have anything in space. Russia, a fucked up country's got space. We don't have space because Obama shut it the fuck down. They were worried about pushing Muslim shit. There's actually a bill in Minnesota we'll talk about next show banning religious people from being teachers. But you could be in the church of LGBTQIA, which is a really shitty segue into this tweet. I've been following these anti- regulation people they're the far left trans people and i never say anything because the moment you say something you usually get booted so her name was aaron reed and all day she was the trans of regulations like a libs of tiktok and she'd be putting out all these regulations and laws state by state the house everything and most of these regulations are pretty simple Schools will get no funding if they keep pushing this religion of LGBTQIA, fucking ampersand, plus sign, uh, E-I-E-I-O. I wanted to do a little Ben Shapiro and add my E-I-E-I-O. It doesn't say you can't be gay. doesn't say you can't be trans. It says you can't do it in school because that's the issue. And as I said on abortion, because once again... I'm pro-life. I'd love to see abortion get canceled, but it's never going to happen. So I've always just couched it at, hey, babies live at 22 weeks. So you got 21, 22 weeks to decide what the fuck you want to do. And I don't want to hear rape, incest, all that shit. By 22 weeks, you've got to make your mind to kill the baby. That's all I'm saying. I, I personally would never do it. I'm surrounded by women who are anti abortion but that was my position but the left pushed so goddamn far with live birth governor northern fucking abortion that we pushed back and then the supreme court said what was true gay marriage interracial marriage abortion birth control that's none of the business of the federal government 
That used to be a liberal position, by the way. Don't tell me what to do in my bedroom. But that's none of the federal government's, that's a state thing. Marriages are states. That's a state right issue. I'm not a confederate, but that's just the way our government was written up. If you don't like it, change it. But if you change it, then you're turning into authoritarianism where the federal government tells you how to shit. Which I know the left wants, but that, that just isn't the way our government works. But they pushed so far, pushback came. Well, then came LGBTQIAEIO. And in 2016, the only person probably members is still with me, and I don't want to insult my listeners, is Matt in Oregon. We were mocking this shit on this show. It was just hilarious. I went into fucking chat rooms, and they're talking about TERFs and cis and arguing amongst themselves about the 99 pronouns and the bitch ain't one. Doing demands to Arizona. Read that on the show. It was just a joke. Well, now it's fucking policy. Federal government policy. And then Obama Biden decided to do the the bathroom thing. And I did a funny spoof on here of fucking Braveheart. And we're going to keep our bathrooms. And it was really stupid. But I was pissed because it was the first time the federal government said, you must embrace trans lifestyles. And here's the reality. No, we don't. You don't have to embrace the Green Bay Packers, brisket I used to eat, uh, Noah Gregson, Martin Truex, fucking Christianity. You don't have to embrace any of my shit. I don't have to embrace your shit. I have to respect it. I shouldn't be prejudiced against you because you have it. But I don't want to embrace your lifestyle. But then we started doing it at the federal government. So now, like abortion, states are saying, fuck this. You got teachers who spend more time teaching non-binary weird shit and how to suck dick and masturbate in class And our kids are fucking failing at English, math, science. We suck. Same liberals point that out. So I've been watching for days, and when she went off about the federal government, I said, okay, I'm going to say something. And this is what I typed. I'm a non-manga independent with LGBT family members. Well, my daughter thinks she is. Say that before I type. I don't care about adults do. Be who you want with who you want. But like abortion, left has gone too far with the K-12 LGBT push, and eventually pushback was inevitable. Yet I see these threads acting surprised. Within three minutes I was blocked. I was told to go kill myself. Fuck off. I talked to two of them and just said, listen, all I'm saying is this was inevitable. You can't push 5% and I'm being on the plus side, of the population shit and expect people to do it when you're talking about kids. We're not talking about adults. I don't care. Be a fucking unicorn, dude. Be the best unicorn. Put a dick on your forehead. Eat a bag of dicks. It's your life. I don't care, but we're talking kids. Transing the kids so you can have good liberal voters... Won't fly. I even used on one of these moon booms who then told me to go fuck off and die. That just like Christianity in school, we pushed that out. Because not everybody was a Christian. Why wouldn't you think this religion would be pushed out? Because it's in a religion. 
They have gotten rid of God. They hate the country. They don't watch baseball, apple pie, and they'll only drive the Chevy EV. They hate the country. So they replaced it with this new religion, which is LGBTQIA. That's what they did. But they're hateful. It isn't about embracing their society. It's not accept me for who I am. It's not a fucking song by that weird chick that I never met her name, but I can never remember her name, but she was in fucking uh, American Horror Story. What the fuck's her name? Whatever. It was the LGBT thing. Everybody thought she had a dick. I think she does. It looks like a dick. That's not normal down there, unless she's got a fucking killer Afro pube set up, but it looks like a dick poking through her, her spandex. But the fact of the matter is, it, that's not what they want anymore. They are the fascist, and they showed it in two seconds. And all I said was, what do you expect? It's what our country is now. Most of America lives in their little world and they just don't give a fuck and they don't push back. But then you start fucking with their kids or taking away their guns or taking more money out of their pocket or telling them they can't use goddamn gas stoves and people go, fuck that. And I think the duality of all of this, if you look at everything overriding in this tire show and about every show we ever do, the media spends all its time worrying about misinformation and far right and alt right and white Christian nationalists and uber super duper mega fucks. And they're the fascists. There is only one story on everything. I mean, people dog. Trump for alternate facts, but there are alternate facts. There are whole other sides. The basis of science is arguing that the hypotheses that you're saying is bullshit. That's what's called peer review. Math is black and white. Science is not. But we went through COVID where there's just one word. Wear your mask, get 45 jabs, and now we're on the other side of it going, oh, the mask didn't work, the jab's making people sick, athletes are dropping everywhere, people like me can't fucking eat food, and oh, by the way, this new variant is really going after people with 95 jabs. Omicron, what did they say? Everybody who had the jab got it. Get the jab, you won't transmit. You're not a carrier. You won't get it. That's why we took it. Me and my wife took it. Thinking we're going to have passports, because that's what they were talking about. But it was all a lie. Noble lies. We don't even have the truth of where COVID came, because that's political. And as we go down this road of documents and what Biden did when he didn't have the right to be taking shit, and it's in a building that was paid for by the Chinese, and there's links that he's linked to China, and it's Paul. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, we did a whole symposium with Mexico. And it was just released this morning. They never talked about immigration. They talked about climate change. That was in there. Trade. They never talked about migration. 
And the very fact that the week that Biden goes down to the border, finally, after admitting four million people is the estimate in 2021 and 2022. And a place that gets at an average of 1,500 people a day got 500. If it was Trump, wouldn't you go, are they in communication with the cartel? Are they telling these migrant groups when to come and not to come? Because they didn't come. They all thanked Biden. And the man that doesn't want to build border walls and stop using connexes that were used for the border wall. Because Katie Hobbs already did it. Walked across in front of the border wall, taking a picture like I'm on the job with people, he said, whip motherfuckers as they were whipping their horses. That whole story should have been, why are they whipping the horses? But it was they whipped black people. And then they knew it was false and they never backed off. During the Trump administration, they wanted to motherfucking impeach the doorman. But now impeaching my orcas is bad criticizing butt leg because he's gay. It's like, that's where they do it. They put these people in these positions not because they're qualified for the positions. They put them in the positions because then they're in a specific special class that's protected and then you can't fucking criticize them. Like his press secretary. She's not there because she's a good press secretary. She's a fucking crazy, deranged, fucking hateful, racist, gay, LGBT, religion-having, cabbage patch doll who reads everything off a piece of paper. The President of the United States can't give you an answer on anything unless it's on a piece of paper. He doesn't even know where to go without a piece of paper. And that in itself was a whole thing with Trump. Mentally deranged, physically deranged. We got to impeach him. Got to act the 25th Amendment. And now you got a motherfucker who buckshotted fucking documents everywhere during the Obama administration which ended in 2016, boys and girls. That's seven years ago. Those documents could have been sitting in there for fucking 15 years. And we find them and we roll it out after an election. Again, if you don't think that's coerced, part of the media strategy that they're on board, the Democrats, and they're not talking every day, you're smoking fucking peyote. The media is part of the Democratic National Committee. They're part of that party. They all vote for it. They believe in all this shit. They're all down with the dog pound. But yet, when we have GOP everything, Brian Seltzer was pushing again this week the camera angle. Bloomberg did a policy thing on it. And Bloomberg's the one that we just broke this morning. They never talked about immigration. But it's always on page 12. It's always released days after. The mainstream media doesn't pick it up. And as I stated, this document thing will be off the evening news by tomorrow. CNN did an admirable job. I got to throw credit where credit's due. If you tuned in to CNN, and I did, they were talking about the documents. Really surprised the fuck out of me, but they were. But it'll go away because it's different. I mean, they say in that little vignette I played, well, it's different because he reported it. And it was self-reported and it was good. They omit that it was 15 fucking years ago. But they, they, they should just say what it is. 
Biden's part of our team, and he's a good guy. Trump's a fascist. And all the people colluding with him, all the media members that suppress things, they're so full of shit. They ran with Russia installed Trump to this day they run with it. And they have manipulated every election since 2016 by suppressing information, not carrying information. If they do, they do it subtly. I used to say back when we started this whole thing, George W. Bush. Abu Ghraib was on the front page of the New York Times for 323 days of a year. And it all blamed Bush. The Iraq war was carried as Trump or Bush lied. People died, omitting that every Democrat voted for it in the Senate. Omitting that Clinton set the table for us to believe Iraq had WMDs. Because every time he got his dick sucked, he tossed fucking tomahawks at a desert. Killing nothing. There would never be an Iraq war if it wasn't for Clinton administration and Kerry and HRC going on TV and saying he had them. That's how we all believed it. That's how I believed it. If you put a mic in front of me in 2003, you'd hear me say we need to beat him, but we can't. We can't fight two wars. I went to war without a squad. I went into fucking combat with 25 people out of 35. I didn't have full squads. At a cannibalized, like, seven, an eight, and a seven. And I was supposed to have three or four, 30, or four nine-man squads. I didn't have them. Even when they plussed us up in, in theater after the fight, we never made it. So I knew we couldn't fight on two fronts. We didn't have it. And then what happened? We went and fought on two fronts, and our Afghanistan just went to shit. So that we had to go back in and go do a surge there after the Iraq war was over. But I believe they had it. So did everybody else. So the media started changing that moment, saying we were too on board, and we believed the FBI and the CIA. I mean, remember all this shit. You just got to go back and remember it was the left saying the FBI was bullshit. And the CIA was full of shit. And then in 2016, the FBI is a conservative clusterfuck. So they went about changing that. And they did. Now it's a tool of the left. The DOJ goes after people who trespassed. People that were at the speech, J6 got arrested. People who torched fucking courthouses and police stations. They didn't get anything. They didn't even go after them. Every night in Portland, laser tag was going on with people with nods, injuring police. And the one the time the New York Times sent somebody on both sides of the fence, the guy who fucking reported almost got fired. And they benched the article and got it off the internet. Because he was like, this is horrible. These people are getting fucked up. And the lady out there was with some mother, kumbayaing. Because they put mothers in front of the violent people, and then the violent people would torch shit in between the mothers so that they couldn't shoot back with rubber bullets. I mean, it's just sick. 
we tolerated mob warfare in our country, the White House was breached, and this media didn't care. J6, they cared. Last I heard, 900 motherfucking people have been jailed over J6. Everybody for the summer of love, charges dropped. So nothing will happen. Nothing. The only thing this probably helps is they probably will ignore Trump because they know if they fucking indict Trump for stuff that he had the power to say, I declassify with his hand because they can't prove intent. They can go after him for ignoring a fucking subpoena. But he had one batch of stuff that he liked. Biden is in possession of stuff that was about Ukraine, Burisma, China, China. It doesn't take a PhD or a journalism degree to realize what Biden was doing was hiding things from Trump because they never thought Trump was going to win. So it's a last minute. I got to get this shit out of here. Because it proves I'm implicated with China and Ukraine. I mean, this whole Ukraine thing, if you really go back and search your backs, your uh, memory banks, Hillary was in Ukraine looking for shit on Trump during the time that we were saying Russia collusion. So they had Ukraine collusion. And now we're in Ukraine tossing him money left and right because they probably fear what Zelensky would say. Because he knows everything. He's a crooked little motherfucker, too. So he knows all that shit. He knows those motherfuckers are dirty. And they tried to rig an election, which they then did in 2020. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share your family and friends. Go to SoundCloud, Flyover Politic with a K. Rumble, 482-467. Yeah, I got to read it. I don't memorize that shit. And Fop Podcast at Gmail to tell me to go fuck myself. Disconnect from all your devices. I don't know why that mouse always shuts off. Don't give the yeah, yes, and let's look. We're uh, right on time or a day late today. So let's go Sunday, 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 15 January, year of our Lord, 2023. It'll be my last podcast for a while. I'm going to shoot for the 22nd. Coming back online. I think I, I should be able to podcast by then. Uh, the operations the 18th. I don't know when, but that gives me four days to convalesce. And the Sunday, the 22nd, I'll come down to the basement and do a podcast. And you can see how pathetic I look. Be fun times. Fun times. Until then, thank you all for listening. Listening or listening. And you take care.